Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans, wherever you are in the world. I hope you are well. We are less than two weeks, I think we're about 11 days away from my sort of competitive season of athletes sort of re-kick-starting after a very intensive initial 12-week start to the season. Things really quieted down and then the eight weeks that's proceeded after that, I've had one client competing, Kieran, albeit who did very well last uh, last month. Um at BNBF, it's it's just been him um, in that sort of eight week period. So for me, re kick starts next week at Two Bros um, down at Maidenhead. And if you're there, please come say hi. The next day, WNBF first timers from back up the road. And then how it kind of works thereafter is I've got kind of like a show, a week off, a show, a week off um, through sort of July, August. Um, and then in September, that's when it starts to get kind of every week again but the difference being is that they're not all close to home right so if, if you're not from Scotland um, where I stay Dundee you, could, you know it's kind of central to it's an hour away from Aberdeen hour away from Edinburgh hour, hour and a bit away from Glasgow where all those most, mostly shows are so it was kind of really easy to get to these shows then once they're finished and wrapped up to just get back up the road but for a lot of shows now for me uh, like at the end of the month we're so I'm flying down to Tubers in London um, next month. Um, but we're driving to Peterborough, me, the videographer, Simon, and one of my clients. And it's like a seven-hour drive. And I'm sure there's people in the US that are like, oh, that's no worries, that's no problem. But like, we just don't do that here in the UK that often. Um, well, personally, I don't. Um, the only times I do that is when I'm traveling to client shows. So, of course, last year, the year before, I uh, was in the motor a few times and, and was driving down. But... I try to, whatever I can, just fly. Because um, if you book it far enough in advance, it's relatively cheap through like EasyJet or British Airways or whatever. But I'm driving for a lot of these shows September time because just me and another client or me or someone else that's from up here kind of going down. So it just made sense. Uh, but I can't tell you how excited I am for the season to kind of re-kickstart again for me because it was, don't be wrong, it's been a really welcomed break. Uh, at home with the family, um, kind of doing the the family stuff, the the swimming, the going to parks and all that. But whenever I have to work at the weekends, I, I tend to get that in during the week anyway, um, because I'll typically do my my check-ins and all that in the morning, and then family stuff in the afternoon. I let my wife away at the gym, so yeah, super super excited for the season restart. Really and if you are at any shows coming up, I'm at, I'm at a bunch of them. Um, let me know which ones. You, reach out on Instagram. Let me know which ones you're at, or come and say hi. It's always so refreshing to like say drive like seven hours, and have someone come over and say, "Oh, hey, I listen to your podcast, give it the beans," and I'm like, "What?" And it's it's always mental. Uh, and if I, as I said before, if I do seem like I'm in a world of my own, um, it's simply because I'm got my coach's hat on. But I'm always more than happy and welcome when someone talks to me for a chat, unless you see me like running backstage with like tanning gloves on sweating, looking worried. Uh, I'm usually free to chat and, and more than happy to, but yeah, on to the topic of uh, today's podcast, which uh, kind of is a, an extension, you could say, of the pharmaceutical diuretics, um, sometimes the the natural versus the pharmaceutical diuretics podcast uh, that I've got as well. I guess you could say that this is an extension of that, um, but what I want to do is just add to the bank of, uh, of episodes we have based on I've talked about the science of them, um, but just giving you an example of kind of like why I've used what and when and how it worked. 
so that you can then perhaps go and hypothetically implement that into your own journey or to your clients now as uh, to cover all basis and to, to cover my back as I said hypothetically everything that I'll say on uh, today's podcast is uh, speaking the hypothetical and should not be taken or deemed as advice in any way um, so now that we've kind of got all that out of the mix well if you want to know what diazide or aldactone or both of them are what I'd encourage you to do is go ahead and listen to that pharmaceutical diuretics podcast which um, is within the last 20 episodes for sure but the main thing that you need to know like what they do is they effectively block sodium or salt uh, being reabsorbed back into the body um, at a specific point in the kidneys and I never typically mention that specific point because to the average person that's not into science it, it, it seems like a foreign language so I always describe it as imagine you're kidneys have uh, it's imagine it's like a big motorway right and there's exits that go back into the body and there's exits that go out the body of course like that's into the bladder and then excreted out in the urine right now there's a bunch of these motorways for sodium or salt um, for a better word to, to come back into the body now all um, dazide and aldactone do is effectively they put up a blockade um, at specific exits that contribute let's say to 10% of the total sodium reabsorption that are coming from the kidneys. Um, so if it's blocked from coming back in, it then is just going to go past straight out through the, the actual exits out of the body, if that makes sense. Now, without going into the um, how they work, the biggest difference between the two of them, and I kind of saw this um, this season, is the half-life. So when I refer to the half-life, I'm referring to the amount of time it takes for half of the drug to get out of the system, right? Now, Dazide uh, itself is got a half-life of between 6 to 14 hours. Now, I understand that's a big range to work from. You're going to say, Vaughn, well, that's, that's kind of useless. Well, I typically always just, in my head, I say, right, go worst-case scenario and just go off a 6. So what I'm meaning is, that by the time, so from when someone takes some Dazide, six hours later, I'm assuming that half of that, that dosage that they've just taken is going to be completely out of their system. Meaning that that blockade of, um, you know, that roadblock of sodium coming back in um, is starting to come away. And some sodium is starting to get through that exit now. Not, not, not all, but, you know, it's not completely blocked off. There's a little bit that's going back in that exit. Aldactone has a half-life of one and a half to two hours, right? So you could then see why or which one's stronger, which one lasts for longer, right? Aldactone itself actually works through um, a different mechanism in the body. It um, down-regulates the production of something called aldosterone, which is just a hormone that lays down sodium channels. So by down-regulating that, there's less sodium channels being um put down in a specific part of the kidneys to then promote this sodium reabsorption whereas Dazai just puts up a blockade and just goes nah beat it mate beat it sodium get fucked um so what happens when these go in well as you know where sodium goes water flows right so as sodium is leaving the body water tends to to leave with it and someone's physique gets that a little bit drier. Now, 
a lot of people ask me um, in regards to dosaging or dosage, sorry, of what you would do with um, Dazide and Aldactone. And I think that the thing that you need to bear in mind um, with Aldactone is typically like 25 meg, right? Typical, that's typical dose. You're not going to see that um, vary too much from uh, seller to seller. <laughs> Let's use that, right? From dealer to dealer. Dazide, though, is a strange one. In that the like original blue caps, dazides are made up of two different compounds, and the ratio, um, in some of them could be fifty to twenty-five, it could be thirty-seven to twelve and a half, twenty-five to tw- twenty-five to twelve and a half. So please be aware of that when dosing. Accordingly, always go off the original blue tabs, which are um, usually about either thirty-seven or fifty, thirty-seven and a half or fifty to twenty-five. Um, if you get ones that are any less than that you're going to have to work more in quarters than you would do if you went off the stronger pills I learned that the hard way um, when I had a client a couple of years back now was using it and it was actually tablet form we got and they were lower doses they were 25 and 12 and a half and he was taking a quarter of them so he was taking fuck all really and then when he started taking a half which was actually technically a quarter of the, the, the original full um, strength tabs we saw him get drier. Um, so, yeah, just something to bear in mind um, because I've typically seen from the same seller, uh, you know, week to week, sorry, month to month, there'd be different doses depending upon where they're sourcing it from. So, personally, when it comes to direct and stuff like that, I just go straight to, I just source it myself. So, I just know what I'm getting and I know the doses and whatnot and, and that's what I work with. But, so, with that being said, so... Does I feel you should work in quarters? Now, Vaughn, how, how the hell am I going to quarter a capsule? Well, you need to break the capsule open and you need to, to split up like, you know, like split up like you're doing lines, effectively. Uh, but that's how, that's how you're going to work in quarters, right? Do you have to take it every six hours? Well, that depends, Always depends, right, on what you're seeing in front of you. Aldactone, Avon, you suddenly said that it's one one half to two hours. Does that mean you take twenty five meg every two hours? No, it depends what you see in front of you. But I'm going to kind of go into what I typically did this season, and um, what I'm doing this season, and you know this may change. Uh, if you're listening to this, and this is you know say it's twenty twenty four, and you listen to this, my thought process may have changed. I may have moved on. And there's maybe a more of an up-to-date podcast, uh, an episode that's about this that maybe you want to listen to as well. But for right now, this is just my viewpoint on it. And the thing is that that's always ongoing and always changing, right? As I evolve as a coach and um, I'm a bit more educated kind of over the years. So for me, I typically only use Dazide with the, the bigger bodybuilders, the classic guys, the maybe the big men's physique guys. I think that if you're not a muscular men's physique guy, you're probably not going to need it. But that's what I stuck to using Dazide with. The Aldactone, I often prefer to use that in females. I don't think it's needed for likes of the bikini class. Um, however, I have used it for the master's bikini class before. Um, I think it works really well in the figure cl- classes, the, the tone, the athletic, and of course, trend. And Dazide itself... When you can work out the half-life, um, it 
just it really really sucks you down hard right so why am i just using it with the big bodybuilders well let's say you know i've, I've spoken about this like on uh, like say chris's peak for his um show first night of the load we use a quarter of diazide um and it would often wake up when well, say, why are you using that why are you using that quarter the first night of the load well i want to see how much room we have to fill what, what, how much room is there actually there that's not just fluid and shitty weight? So let's say, you know, Chris had a, a 1,000 to 1,150 gram of carb on the first day of the load. We use a quarter dazide, weight goes up, maybe not even a kilo. If I didn't put in that quarter dazide, his weight's gone up two, two and a half kilos maybe. Visually, he's looking a bit fuller, but some of it's water, right? So if I was to then go start trying to pull water out of his body a day later. I've been like, oh shit, there's, he's really flat, he needs more food. So it gives you a really good indication of, um, it takes enough, like, enough, it takes the edge off of it, you could say, and, and shows you kind of where, how much room you've got left for that second loading day. The second loading day, again, you're not going to use any in the morning, why fuck that, you're still trying to get full. Again, I'm speaking solely, specifically about the big bodybuilders. So you let them get full across the day, the food goes in, they're maybe still drinking, uh, you know, for Chris it was 11 litres of fluid, 12 grams of salt, he's still having the same 11 litres of fluid, so like, still having the salt, why? Needs fluid to get full, needs salt to get full, right? We don't want to be blocking that as he's trying to fill, otherwise he will not fill. Doesn't matter how much food you put in, if there's not enough fluid, not enough sodium going in, ain't going to fill. Then you get to the, the, the sort of the night before, by this point, night before the show, they should be absolutely burst and full. Now, depend upon when they are on stage the next day will depend on kind of what you do from here, or what I did from here, sorry. So Chris had a quarter pre-bed, um, and then I went right, say six hours later, have another quarter. Why? Because I've got them full, so now I'm trying to fucking dry them out. So I'm using it a bit more to help pull them down, Wakes up in the morning, nine times out of ten, with that sort of strategy, they're going to wake up a little bit flat. You're going to need to put in a good sort of litre of fluids, good good amount of carbohydrates, a little bit of salt, and boom. After Honestly, after one meal, boom. They'll come to life and they'll be really dry, nice and hard. Might take a couple of meals. Remember with Dan back at PCA, Saxon, it took two meals. By the third one, he was, boom, he was on the money, he was good to go. And then... As the day goes on, um, I actually didn't, didn't we, me and Chris didn't use Dazide again. We just used it to really suck down. And then thereafter, we used Aldactone. Right? Vaughn, why are you doing that? Because I wanted to maintain the look, that same level of dryness. I was controlling the fluid that was going in. He was still having, per meal, roughly anywhere between 750ml to a litre of fluid per meal. And he was eating every two to three hours. Right, so I wanted to still keep him as dry, so I wanted still some sodium to be not not coming back in, but he still needed to maintain the fullness. He still needed a bit of water, still needed a bit of sodium to maintain that fullness. But but when we how like in using the aldactone, we actually um, we managed to to hold the look. He would go in, he'd be bursting full, but he'd be nice and dry, and that worked really really well. You know the combination of both for us. Um, it's not something we planned. It was something that I had on me. 
and made sure I had in my bag for, for show day. And just as we were there, just a decision I made after looking at him, it was actually his first show at Garnet. I went, look, right, go have that. He had it, and then um, boom. We used that consistently for every show. He did eight shows. We consistently used that same method. Dazide, Aldactone. Um, and it worked an absolute treat. With um, with some of the female classes, um, what I'll typically do is I tend to, to not use Aldactone the first day of, of loading because with some of the female classes, like they're not trying to get really, really, really dry. And yes, they need to be nice and full and popping, but they don't need to be absolutely fucking bursting out of their skin. So I typically don't use Aldactone on the first day of the loading. This is only if you let's say you're um you might not be doing this, but with this example, I loaded the 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 female in particular, the Friday and the Saturday, and the show was a Sunday. I've used it in the past and I've I've not loaded a female. I've just, I just had it the night before, but in this scenario, high day, high day show. I used it on the second high day. It was twenty five meg pre bed. What happened? She woke up on the Sunday show day, a little bit flat. One meal, boom, bursting full. However, again, thinking in my head, right, that's out of the system. I know if we keep going as we're going, there's a possibility that she could uh, continue to, um, to... Fluid could come back in, right? There's a rebound that I'll go to in a second. Um, so in that scenario, I was like, right, let's work in 12 and a halfs. So with the female, the female side of things, split the tablet in two. So rather than have this 1.5 to 2 hour window... And I have a three to four hour window from the one tablet that can work. So maybe with meal one, they've popped half. Boom, couple hours goes by. Another half, couple hours goes by. Another half, all the way up to show. It doesn't need to be every two hours. It could be every three that you pop a quarter, pop a half. But I found that worked really, really well. Again, just for maintaining the look. Sometimes didn't go with the, the half at the every two hours. Why? Because maybe that individual was, when I would just look at them, just a little bit flat. I'm like, right, looking at the stage time, thinking, right, okay, they don't need to, like, they're dry enough. I need them to, to get more of a pot back in the system. And I knew that if I left it out and I put salt and food back in, they'd be, boom, popping by the time I, with the wee next on the check-in. Um, whereas, as I said, you know, you'd never typically use Dazide, but, there might be people out there that do, but you never typically use Dazide with um, with female classes. Not unless maybe okay, right. Let's say you're let's say maybe someone's an IFBB Pro caliber standard, really muscular doing women's bodybuilding. Okay, fair. And what other scenario could we justify that use of Dazide? Um, let's say someone has competed on a Saturday. They have a show on the Sunday and they totally fuck the diet post-show on the Saturday because they win. They win overall a sore or whatever. Um, or they just maybe class win and fuck, you know, they go for it. What you'd planned, they have double, quadruple, triple the amount, whatever it may be. And you think, fuck. That's maybe one scenario by which I could say, like, right, fair enough. I understand your thought process there and maybe why you used it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm trying to come to you for a perspective. Like, right, okay, I typically wouldn't use it, but I could see scenarios by which if someone did use it, and I'd say, okay, cool, that's fair. That's kind of like, I could see logic in that. And that's maybe what I would do too. Um, but I've not had to do it as of uh, yet because most of the people have 
stuck to the plan post-show, even if we have incorporated a free meal um, and whatnot. And I, I used Aldactone in some of the back-to-back shows that athletes did this season as well, uh, females in particular. And again, it worked really well. And I guess the one thing you have to bear in mind, the difference between the two um, on whether we'd use um, one or the other or both is trial it, you know? If it's before, like, you know, one competition, maybe use Diazide as a guy. Next competition, maybe you just use Aldactone. Note the difference, see how you feel, um, whether you're going to go down one route or the other, or like we did, combination of both. Uh, but also take in consideration maybe the, the rebound that will stem from from using it. Diazide will typically give you a fair rebound um, the day and the second day after using it. Use it the weights at the absolute highest the second day. So if you've been using it kind of over a Friday and a Saturday uh, night and then you, you the show's the Sunday, you typically would see your highest weight. Yeah, you'd see it high on the Monday, but it'd probably be its highest the Tuesday morning. Big drop Wednesday, bigger drop Thursday, back to baseline Friday. Usually that's kind of how it goes. Sometimes people maybe will baseline before that. With uh, Aldactone, I never really found there was much of a rebound, to be fair. Nothing that was more noticeable than just someone's weight being up, like, because they've went and had, like, a, you know, burger and chips or a pizza or whatever it may be. A couple of days after, you know, let's say a female in particular has got uh, gotten back to baseline diet, you know, they've had the show the Sunday. By the Wednesday, they're already fucking hitting, like, a back to where they were before they loaded. I'm like, shit, right, we're not loading for a couple of days now. You need to back off, reverse out, up food, blah, 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 whatever it may be. So I typically found that um, it, uh, there wasn't a rebound. But it, for me, like, it just was, like, using pharmaceutical diuretics, why would I maybe favour that over the natural diuretics at times? You could just control things a bit more. Um, and you just kind of know what's coming. I'm not saying that the natural diuretics don't work and don't do their thing because they, they absolutely do, but I just found certain scenarios um, like Aldactone worked really, really well with the female classes. I used it in Bikini Masters, uh, figure classes, even wellness. Um, and the Dazide, men's bodybuilding, men's physique, classic, worked really, really well. Um, so, Again, as I said, this is kind of something for you to maybe, if you want to do it, decide kind of like um, what's your preference based on the, the logic and the reasoning and the science behind it. Have you trialled it? Like a, a couple of people, um, a couple of clients I had, the male bodybuilders, they wanted to try out Dazide before we uh, before we did it for loading. And I was like, okay, cool, you don't need to. Uh, but they did, and then they they saw exactly what it done. They went right, okay. I know what to expect. I know how to, what to feel. Like here's the thing, right? See if you've competed before, you'll know what like a, um, what like a dry mouth feels like when you're using like natural diuretics and you're pulling your fluid down. You've got vitamin C in there, peak max or whatever it may be. See how your mouth feels at the end of the day, right? When you use something like Dazide. See, within like an hour, your mouth feels like that. It's honestly crazy um, just how quickly it starts to do its thing. But yeah, for me, it just it allowed us to, to bring a certain look to the stage and it was a look I was able to um, I was able to just know and 
have full confidence on what was coming if I implemented it or you know if I needed to make a decision there and then um, to get someone a bit drowned. A couple of occasions this past season where we had never used one of the two and then we did maybe after a Saturday show we used it going into the Sunday show then winning an overall and being like fuck okay let's use that again six days later another overall um, or, or whatever that may be so it just kind of shows you that these things can help create a bit of a different look. Um, if you're not sure, like look, I've just kind of told you, this podcast has roughly kind of told you how you could hypothetically, again, I'm going to stress that hypothetically use Dazide or Dactone. So if you if you if you listen to this and then you then go fuck it up, I'm like, well, I couldn't have been more simplistic and crystal clear about what we did and why we did it based on the science versus why maybe what your way to do, but. If you're not sure, you listen to this, you're still not sure, what I'd say is go back and listen to it again. If I've listened to it a couple of times, you're still not sure, reach out, have a chat with me. If you're still not sure how to use it after that time, leave it alone. Don't bother with it, because it honestly will make you look way, 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 way worse um, than if you knew, like, you know, than otherwise. Just stick to what you know, stick to the peak maxes or the H2 remove or um, you know, whatever you're using. And it'll... Um, you'll be absolutely fine. But listen, I hope that helps um, give a, more of an extension, really, and an insight to the... Um, you know the science behind the pharmaceutical diuretic... By, so, God, that was a fucking big word. You know the science behind the pharmaceutical diuretics. Now you've maybe gotten a little bit of the experience of me using them with clients and the success we had. And I take you back to those first 12 weeks where we got, was it 67 top threes? Um, an insane, insane start to the season. Top of the UK for a long time. You know what? I don't know where other people's records are at the moment. I just knew at the time I could conclusively say that was the best. Right now, I'll say that's probably still one of the best. Um, and as our season then picks up as of next week, or thereafter, that should continue to add. And, you know, like where we're hit, trying to head, we're trying to hit the magic 100, 100 top threes for the season, aren't we? I feel it's doable. 100%. Um, I'll be annoyed if we hit like 99. Uh, I think like last year, my overall wins was like 49 and my target for the season was 50. It ended at 49 and it was, yeah, that bugged me. But very quickly, that beat that and then some this past season. But that's it for me, guys. I hope that um, today's episode helps. If you're still unsure of how to, to use this and implement your peak, um, I've always still got spaces and would love to take more people on board and just help you guys, you know, win the shows that you want to win. So don't hesitate to, you could drop me a DM on Instagram, uh, or you could head over to, to prepcoachuk.com and just fill out the inquiry form and then I'll be in touch shortly to arrange a free consultation call. But if not guys, wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.